Welcome back into the courtroom of current events here on Peter's Proffer. And today we're going to be defining some legal terms. So if you ever have anything else you want us to define or talk about, hit us up on at Tragos Law. Here we go. So we finally got some listener participation, and we are going to go through and define some legalese and answer some kind of uh, brief legal questions that were posted on our social media when people listened to the podcast and had some questions for us. So we have all three partners here, George Tragos, Peter Sardis, and myself, Peter Tragos here. We're just going to kind of rotate through and answer what some of these legalese or legal terms mean. And we're going to start with allegation. Allegation is one of my favorite words because it's a term that has not been proven yet, but something that has been alleged or stated by a witness or a police officer or someone that says that something is the case, but it hasn't been proven yet, and that's called an allegation. The second term is indictment, and George is going to answer that. An indictment is basically the formal charge. An indictment is a federal term. So if you're charged in federal court, you're indicted, and that's what you know you're charged with. In state court, they don't use indictments. They use information. It's the same thing, same kind of document, and it's the formal charge. An indictment out of federal court is done by a grand jury. In information, in state court, the state attorney has the authority to sign that on his own. So again, it's basically the formal, final charge that you receive. Okay, the next legal term is abate. Abate's not that complicated. So when you go fishing, you need a boat, a fishing pole, and a bait. <laughs> so as long as you have those things, you can go fishing. All right, uh, that, that's my joke of the day. That's what you get. Um, abate is simply a word that means to cancel. When something is abated, it means it's removed or just canceled uh, from the record. All right, next is affidavit. Uh, an affidavit is a legal document that is sworn to under oath and can be used as evidence. A lot of times affidavits are used to speed up the process so you don't have to bring the person in and give the testimony before the judge. They can sign an affidavit, which we kind of write out. My name's Peter Tragos. I'm a lawyer. I witnessed this happen and I'm willing to testify about it. And then I sign with a notary at the bottom and a lawyer can then attach that to a motion as evidence and it can be used if I'm unavailable as a witness at trial or at a hearing. So it's a, a formal document that counts as evidence because it is an under oath statement. All right, the next term is adjudication, and then I've added in a withhold of adjudication. Florida's unique in a lot of ways, and this is one of the ways. Florida has a situation where someone can be convicted of a crime and yet have a withheld adjudication and formally not convicted of that crime. So if you're adjudicated, you're convicted. Withheld adjudication, you're not convicted. Under Florida law, you can say you've never been convicted if you have a withheld adjudication. But I'd like to warn everyone, it doesn't mean the federal court recognizes withheld adjudication. You still can't own a firearm if it's for a felony. So be careful, but under Florida law, we do have withheld adjudications. Okay, how would you define adjudication? Adjudication is a formal conviction. So if someone asks you if you've been convicted of a crime, you'd have to say yes. Next is, what is the difference between a felony and a misdemeanor? A 
Felony and misdemeanor are just the two classes of, uh, of crimes. Misdemeanors are anything that is subject to a term of imprisonment of less than a year. Anything that is subject to a term of imprisonment of more than a year is a felony. Florida has two levels of misdemeanors. Uh, you got your minor misdemeanors and your, uh, which is second degree, and first degree misdemeanors. We also have uh, third, second, and first degree felonies, as well as life felonies and uh, capital felonies. The federal courts are a little different. Um, they do have misdemeanors, but they're not categorized like they are in Florida. And there are different classes of felonies in federal court, but again, they don't call them first or second degree felonies. They're different uh, topic areas, uh, basically cover different types of crimes in different categories. Generally speaking, misdemeanors are less serious, felonies are more serious crimes. Uh, the next one is, what does a bondsman do? A bondsman serves a function of getting people out of jail. They post their bond. If you get arrested, let's say your bond is $10,000. Your family member would go to a bondsman, normally post 10% of that bond, which is $1,000, and then the bondsman will go to court or go to the courthouse or the jail and post the $10,000 that gets you out. Normally, your family has to give that bondsman security for the other $9,000, like a mortgage on a house or a lien on a car so that the bondsman is secured in case you don't show up. If you don't show up, the bondsman has to pay the $10,000 bond. But bondsmen also have the authority, and they do this all the time, to go out and actually arrest you if you jump bond and bring you back to the jail. Okay, so I think even within that explanation, you interchangeably used bond for bail. So tell the difference between bail and a bond. There really is no difference. Those are interchangeable words, bail and bond. The next question is, how do you become a certain type of lawyer? Really, in law school, you learn general courses your first year, and then they can be more specific your second and third year, but there's no real um, specialty for most people, and most people study what's going to be on the bar that they're going to take. They want to make sure they take all the required courses so that they can pass the bar. And then really the way that you specialize is once you get out, Whatever type of law you start practicing and you learn, that's what your specialty is going to be. So it's really more of what you experience as a lawyer rather than what you study in law school. So anybody, once they graduate law school, can really specialize in any type of law that they choose. Okay, and the next term is hearsay. George, please define hearsay. Well, technically hearsay is any out-of-court statement. For instance... Man number one says something to man number two. Man number two doesn't come in and testify in court. Man number one testifies and says what man number two said. You can't do that. That's hearsay. But hearsay is pretty complicated because they spend days in law school talking about that because there are so many exceptions to the hearsay rule. It's an out-of-court statement used to prove the truth of the matter asserted. Right, that's the law school definition. That's so it's the not law just, school. It's not just an out-of-court statement, but it has to be an out-of-court statement that's used to be true and prove that what that person said out of court is true, right? Well, yes. Technically, you are correct. Okay. Well, I would, I would disagree a little bit with All that. All right, go ahead. Why would you disagree? Go ahead. Let's hear well, it. Well, because you're defining hearsay as being an out of court. Anything that's said out of court is hearsay. But if it's not for the truth of the matter asserted, it can come into evidence. So I'm talking but about inadmissible hearsay. hearsay versus admissible right. hearsay. Okay, good. Right. Your definition was better. I defined inadmissible well, I just Mine was the broader of Correct. all hearsays, but there are exceptions, and that's one of them. Good, good. All right, Pete, define injunction. An injunction is nothing more than 
a preclusion from being able to do something. And, and the law has a number of different types of areas where injunctions take place. Most people think of uh, domestic violence injunctions, which basically stop the other person from being able to have contact with you. That's what it would basically be. And you can have injunctions in all kinds of areas of law. Okay, I've got a really tough one next. It is define deposition. That's tough. A deposition is sworn testimony under oath where you have a court reporter come in, lawyers from both sides come in, they ask you questions, you have to raise your right hand and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, and then that testimony can either be used in court to impeach you um, which means to prove you were lying or had an inconsistent statement at a at a previous deposition, or it can be used as your testimony in some civil cases or criminal if you're an unavailable witness at the time of trial. Did you have something you wanted to add? Well, I was just going to say that in, in criminal cases, they're not allowed to use depositions in the trial, but in civil cases, you can use that under oath deposition in the trial. <laughs> Speaking of civil cases... The next term we have to define is tort. Well, a tort are one of those classic law school uh, terms that no one really understands from the word tort. But what it really means is where someone gets hurt. Is it intentional? So that's an intentional tort, where someone does it on purpose, like punching you in the face. Or is it accidental, which is just negligence, like a car accident. So those are the two types of torts. Somebody is damaged. Someone should collect for that damage and someone should pay for it. The person who intentionally hits you or the person who's negligent and causes you damage, they should pay you for the damage you've suffered. That's a tort. All right, and the last term that we have to define is premises liability. And premises liability actually is a tort. And what we mean by premises liability is when there is an injury that occurs on property. That's the basic terminology of it. Um, there is really nothing more complicated to it than that. So if you are injured uh, on somebody's property and you file a claim against them because of that, that's a premises liability claim. All right, and as riveting as this was, if you have any other terms you want us to define or any questions you want us to answer, please feel free to post them on any of our social media sites. Again, our handle is at Tragos Law. We'll see you next time.